Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome to another edition of It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Ray, wow, man. We got an extraordinary show coming our way today. Oh, yes, sir. I mean, you're looking sharp uh, as usual. You know, you got got your uniform on and, uh, you know, you're looking good, well, JC. Well, you know, I, I I had to make sure that um, I could still fit this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, a lot of time we get out of the service and and uh, a lot of time we just forget about it. But I, I wear my uniform at least three or four times a year because I speak at a, a lot of events. So I, I just thought that I would wear my uniform in here today because we're doing a show about the military transitioning to uh, uh, great civilian jobs, right? And yeah, what yeah. You, you, you spice you spice things up for me, so you know I, I came in here. I, I have my camo pants on at least, but, but <laughs> other than that, I mean, the, the topic today: using your military experiences to build a successful c- civilian career. Now you've done that, you know. Uh, so I want to ask you from the beginning: like, how did that? How did that come about? You know, t- tell me a little bit about your military experience. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of guys that's uh, own. Uh, the show today uh, helped shape my military career. I mean, I mean, uh, because uh, I look for them for leadership, and they look for me for leadership, and so we just worked on each other. But uh, the biggest challenge is that um, I, I say it's not really a challenge. Is you want to try to outdo the next? I mean, it's kind of like a competition things. And so I tell you, uh, these guys, uh, you're going to learn a lot about what. Uh, American hero is. Oh, see, I know there's competition. So you a Navy man? <laughs> I'm a Navy, <laughs> and, and, and I know I know the different branches. They they go back and forth a little bit. They all work together, but there's like always that friendly competition within the branches. All right. Yeah, but we. I'm a Navy guy, but 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 guess what? We we have, uh, and they're going to be coming up uh, soon. Uh, we got an Army, a Chief Warrant Officer, four uh, Army guys. Uh, Steve Hanson, very good friend of mine. Uh, we got a Navy captain, wow, uh, Herman Archibald. Wow, I mean, been knowing him ever since we were knee high to a grasshopper. <laughs> we got my my buddy, buddy William Smiley, a lieutenant commander, a Navy guy. Okay, and you know we got uh, Isaac Ford Jr., uh, which went all the way in to the top in the Marine Corps. Wow. So I tell you, we got a great show coming your way. And how I want to get this started, Ray, is that in the military, we all have to make sacrifices and we all have to, you know, move on. You, you only stay in one spot at one time if you want to progress up the chain. Right. And so, uh, I mean, we all had to do that and, and we had to sacrifice uh, a family time and uh, a lot of other things as well. But I want to start off with a quick video of me getting ready to transition from one place to another. About James is his ability to lead and his ability to make sure that everybody is extremely well taken care of. And I know James Cooley started his naval career as a young enlisted sailor, but after 15 years, hard work, and the limited duty officer program, he now wears the rank of lieutenant junior grade. 
I, I came up through what we call the limited duty officer program. Uh, what it consists of is um, uh, they take senior petty officers or chief petty officers uh, who meet the criteria, who have worked hard to achieve a, a goal, and and you compete among others, and the top one or one percent is selected uh, for commissions in this program. Lieutenant Cooley knows what life is like from both sides of the military fence. Petty Officer O'Connor worked under James for two years and says the lieutenant has taught him how to achieve. Uh, it's made me a, a better sailor. I don't need anyone. I don't have to. I don't need anyone to tell me what to do. I just take initiative and get things done. That things that I know that need to be done, and just take care of them. Because Mr. Cooley showed me how to do that. I would like to share some of my experience, personal and professional. That I endured at Misawa. Lieutenant Cooley spoke of the experiences he's encountered at Misawa Air Base, and then he left his sailors with a parting message. My parting wish for you, men and women, of my detachment is that you will place your faith, develop your fine madness, and see in life not as it is, but as it should be. Thank you. Ray, sometimes, you know, we have to make sacrifices uh, when we're moving from one duty station to another. Uh, but in essence, that's how you grow right. in the military. I mean, I mean, you have to give a little to earn a little, but it pays off a lot. Yeah. And so about, about the, uh, the transition and about moving uh, from place to place, because I have a lot of friends that we're in the military. And I want to thank everybody for their service, all you guys that are on today. We appreciate it, and we love you guys for, for keeping us safe and doing what you do. Uh, I know it's a big sacrifice, but I had some, some friends that were in the military, and we lived basically when I first moved to California in a place that was you know, mostly military people. And you know, they were moving every two years or so, two or three years or so. And I know that's, that's difficult on a family and a big transition. Um, but like you said, I guess it keeps you guys sharp. Uh, it, it keeps you sharp, plus it, it helps you build your career. Right. And, I mean, because if you stayed in the same job at the same place, there is hardly any a potential to grow. And what the military does is they want us to grow up to be the leaders of the military. And so that's that's why they move us around. They give us a, a more challenging jobs. Uh, they put you in different situations and circumstances so that uh, we can do that. Well, I'm just excited. You know, uh, you have some fantastic guests. We have fantastic guests on today. So I'm, I'm excited to bring them on to, to have have that conversation um, because – you know, uh, not not about me today. <laughs> I like the conversation. It's about you know uh, our, our wonderful people that have uh, that honored this country. So. Well, well, I want to bring our, our, our first guest on. I mean, uh, I know this guy well. Uh, this is one of the guys that I met when I was transitioning out of the military. Uh, we both worked at the, in the aerospace uh, industry uh, at Lockheed Martin. You know, okay. so. Uh, and um, we <laughs> we worked on uh, several designs, uh, uh, including the Joint Strike Fighter and other other designs as well. Wow. And this uh, guy, I was in the company less than nine months, and he saw that I had potential to do other things. So he brought me over on his team and gave me a promotion. Wow! Yeah, his name is is, is Warren Officer Stephen Hansen. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He's a, a cyber architect manager at Lockheed Martin. He's also had over 30 years in 
the United States Army, where he retired as a CWO4. That's that's pretty up there. Okay. He's doing great things. He's going to help several leadership positions, I mean, at Lockheed, Rockwell Collins, and a lot of other things. I mean, he's a native of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And, you know, well, I tell you what, let's, let's bring Chief Warrant Officer Stephen Hansen on the phone. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Ray. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on and thank you for your service. Thank you. JC set the bar today. You got all, all everybody's super smart <laughs> and talented and decorated. I'm like, man, okay, I just feel honored just to be in you guys' presence. Um, but, uh, Stephen, can I just call you Stephen? Is that, is that yeah, okay? Steve's fine. Steve, Thank okay, you. perfect. All right, so, um, you know, working in the military or, or when you went into the military, what was it that, that wanted you that, that, um, that made you go into the service at all? Well, initially, I went in uh, seeking uh, uh, the GI Bill, Uh, discovered that after a couple of years that uh, actually I enjoyed what I was doing, and for a guy that was staying in for two years, I stayed 25 more years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. uh, As you progress up into the uh, hierarchy of the military and start getting promotions, your responsibilities are greater, your challenges are greater, and I, uh, that's what kept me at it for an uh, entire career. Oh, that's fantastic. So what, what were the traits that you learned in the military that are helping you now today with their, your career now? <clears throat> well, probably the biggest trait uh, that I took out of the military was uh, the or- organizational skills and leadership. And the attitude that you pick up in the military among all of my uh, cohorts on the on the phone, uh, failure is not an option. You uh, you get the mission done. Whatever you have to do, you're dedicated to that mission. Always remembering to take care of your people, but dedicated to get the mission done. That's some of the main traits, and those are directly applicable to the uh, to the industry and, uh, and leading uh, leading uh, uh, engineers in industry. It's same same concept. Hey, Steve, uh, what is a typical day and a cyber architect manager? You know, we, we all been there. Just just tell them a little bit about what that is. Yeah. Well, every day is different. I'll tell you that. That's the first thing. Uh, a, a great number of meetings, uh, opportunities prior to COVID-19, opportunities for training, coaching, and mentoring younger engineers that have joined the company. Uh, but it is nonstop from uh, my day starts at 345 in the morning. I'm at my desk by 530, and I'm home generally before 6 o'clock at night. It's just a habit I developed in the military and, and never lost. So long days, uh, a lot of diversity to the day, uh, a lot of flexibility, and uh, it's a lot of fun. That's why I'm still doing it, not retired on the front porch. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, I mean, as, as far as being in the military, what, what was one of your favorite assignments you had while you were in the military? Well, the, the best assignment I ever had, I worked at a joint command in Alaska called Alaskan Command. I worked on the J-6 staff working for our Air Force uh, Lieutenant General. He was the uh, commander of the Joint Command, and Alaska was undoubtedly the most beautiful place I've ever ever was assigned. And uh, he had to- uh, cold, tough winters, but the summer times were wonderful there. 
Well, I tell you what, Steve. Well, we're going to have to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we're going to continue this conversation. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. This is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, Ray, uh, everybody is a winner. You know, uh, Charles Van uh, wrote that song for, for my organization. I tell you. I heard and, you singing it the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I got to give him all the credit, you oh. know. So, But uh, we, 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 we're talking with the warrant officer, Steve Hansen. And, um, you know, you, you asked him a question about um, uh, duty stations. Steve, what was the... The best duty station uh, you were asking that about uh, uh, Alaska, but any others that that stands out? Well, uh, yes, I was stationed uh, twice at Fort Huachuca, Arizona, in the south southeast corner of Arizona. It, uh, it was a great job working for uh, a research and development organization based at that post, and uh, I enjoy the desert. So I had a lot of uh, a lot of fun doing things out in the desert. So Steve, you went from two extremes. You went from uh, the desert to to, uh, to Alaska. That's, that, that's correct. I've been at both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> so you, I know you definitely understand transition. So as far as transitioning from the military to to the civilian work, um, what advice would you give someone that's that's making that transition? Well, the first the first advice I would give to any individual that's contemplating a career in the military and then going into some uh, second occupation is uh, finish your degree. I don't I don't care what you do. Finish your degree. Don't come out of the military without a degree. The educational opportunities are just too enormous in the military not to get that done. And uh, be prepared to utilize your. Uh, your leadership skills, that's probably the most important thing. But that education is the most valuable, and it opens doors to opportunities. You will not get interviews without that piece of paper that says you have a degree. You are absolutely right. Education is extremely important. And uh, I, I would tell any young sailor or military fo- person right now that that's one of the main things that you need to be focused on and concentrating on. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and and the and the discipline uh, in the military, and I, I think that goes hand in hand when you talk about the education and the discipline to finish and go through. So that's that's fantastic advice. That's fantastic, and you know I tell you I, we're gonna bring on our next guest, and Steve, we're gonna get back with you later on. We're gonna bring our next guest on. I tell you, you're talking about discipline, you're talking about leadership. This guy went all the way to the top. Uh, retired as a Navy captain, uh, he was uh, the commanding officer. Uh, several uh, different uh, organizations. I mean, he actually he headed uh, the biggest command in the, in the 
far as uh, at in Westpac, in the the whole Navy, not just Navy, but we had Army, had Marines, and everybody. And you know, I tell you, uh, I am so proud to call this guy my friend. He has won every award that you can think about. And uh, without any further ado, I'm gonna let uh, Captain Herman Archibald tell us a little bit more about you. How you doing, my friend? Hey, JC. Good to hear from you, my friend. Uh, Welcome like to the always. show. Uh, Ray, proud of you, man. Um, so you guys are just doing it up. Y'all are my new heroes, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. But I, I think uh, lastly, I, I do want to thank you guys for inviting me on uh, to just share uh, share my story and uh, my story. My thoughts are if I can do it, anybody can do it. So from a little small town in Aliceville, Alabama, population uh, about 4,000, uh, no Walmart, no McDonald's, uh, <laughs> one high school and no real true public library. Uh, so that was the, and I say if I made it, anybody can make it. Uh, but, wow. uh, well, I, I look at all, I look at all your, all your accomplishments and things that you've achieved and going through, um, but that doesn't happen by just happenstance. Uh, who who was your inspiration, or who did you look up to 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 make some of your decisions? Ironically, uh, I, I was on my way to college, uh, and uh, part of the, I was part of the Reagan buildup. Uh, I uh, made some poor choices. Uh, one of those choices uh, end up uh, with a, a child support notice at the door, and uh, my uh, dad and mom was like, well, "We're not going to send you to college and pay a child support bill too, so uh, you need to figure this out." And so uh, I went on. Uh, so I joined the Navy enlisted. So I don't have any. Uh, I had uh, we call it delayed entry time. I had uh, roughly a month to get ready. Mm-hmm. And I, I had no guarantees uh, other than going to San Diego. But I, I, I met this sailor on the sh- on the ship. Uh, my my recruiter said, you, you join the Navy, you're going to have a great time. I promise you. And they always say that. So I joined <laughs> and I went to the USS Midway out of Japan. And I was chipping paint. Wow. And I met the executive officer. I was, became his phone talker. He needed somebody to talk. So I said, okay, I'll do it. Uh, well, I was voluntold to do it. They say, hey, you need to be the XO's phone talker. <laughs> so the XO voluntold. Me, <laughs> That's beautiful. So the XO asked me, he says, uh, he says, Archibald, Seaman Archibald, you seem like a pretty smart guy. And I'm always leery when somebody say that. But uh, he, he, seemed like, he said, well, why are you in, in, in deck department? Like, there's nothing wrong with deck department. You seem pretty, uh, pretty smart guy. And then, so the XO of the ship, who didn't know me from Adam, uh, every day I would stand watch with him. Uh, it would challenge, he would challenge me on, had I seen different things, what do I want to do in the Navy? And, and so I, I, at the time, the Navy was merging computers, satellites, and electronics were all coming into, electronic communication was all coming around. And so I, uh, the Lord uh, orchestrated it. I picked the right job at the right time that allowed me to uh, get uh, uh, promoted. And my wife was active, so I met my wife during the process, and she was active duty. 
Uh, and uh, what got me to go into college, and I, I absolutely agree with the warrant, uh, there's no reason why a sailor or marine or uh, airman ought to not spend a 20-year career in and not have a de- degree. That, to me, that doesn't make sense. But uh, my wife and I started that educational journey, uh, journey together. And so, uh, but I had good mentors. I had great people who I worked for. For when I was uh, a junior sailor, excellent. Uh, black, white, uh, didn't really matter. Uh, and there was no women on the ships when I first joined either. Cuff. Well, you're right. Uh, I can't, that, that the ship was made of, back then. The ships were made of, uh, of wood, and the, the men were made of steel. So there <laughs> <laughs> was no women on the ships. But uh, seriously, uh, there was, was an aircraft carrier in Japan, no women. I grew up in a small town, Aliceville. I was going to college, had some really good friends. The Navy was paying me, and I didn't even have to make my mind of what I wanted to be. And I said, this is a pretty good deal. Uh, I didn't know how to farm, and I didn't want to work in the pork wood business. And my grandparents uh, wanted me to uh, go to school. They said, you're going to be a preacher or a teacher? We can't make you a, a, a preacher, but you're going to go to school and be a teacher. So my grandparents... <laughs> so your, your, your grandparents said, hey, this is how it's going to happen. <laughs> that, that, that's one way. And, and I wanted to satisfy them and uh, want to make sure. And I had some responsibilities. Wow. Uh, and, so I, and that helped me along the way. Hey, Arch, let, let's, let's change this up a little bit. Tell our audience uh, a little bit about your transition from the military to the civilian uh, market and a civilian life. What's some of the, the, the changes that uh, you had to adjust to? Well, well my, my transition actually started about uh, uh, probably in 2004 or five when I went to Iraq. And I had decided whether I was going to go in, and my good friend James Cooley sent me his uh, resume. And I really hadn't seen a resume till James sent me his resume. <laughs> and I started developing my resume and talking to him. So, uh, And I'm not just saying he's on the phone with me, but he is, James has one, been one of my mentors and heroes that have uh, helped, have helped me get along. And so I started developing the resume. Uh, I was actually in 2006, I was about to get out of the Navy. I had found my relief who was going to be Mr. Smiley. (laughs) And I think that's what's important. You ought to always be uh, finding people who can be your mentor and then find people who can mentor you. Uh, And so... I, I, I always worked on my resume. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to, to be, become a, a more senior officer, and the Navy was paying for me to go to those uh, executive-level uh, transition courses. So I would always try to go to once, once one uh, every year, every other year, to keep uh, find out what's going on. And uh, But I, what helped me land the job I was in is all about the relationships that you you met him. I, I worked on as a project officer for a four-star who was retired in the Pacific area. He knew that I was about to transition. He asked me to give him his rest. He found us. He said, I got the perfect job for you. Uh, they're going to they're gonna pay you a whole lot more money than you're making now, and I can get your resume to, resume to the hiring manager. So he took my resume. Uh, got it to the hiring manager, and before I got out the Navy, the hiring manager called and said, hey, uh, 
this is what we want to uh, offer you this opportunity if you want it. We want you to be a part of the team. Get yourself transitioned, and when you uh, get get back to Pensacola, uh, call my staff, set up a, uh, in a phone interview, then you set up a, uh, a travel, come sit down and meet all the project officers and so forth, and, and we will uh, go from there. Awesome, uh, awesome. Now, I, I, you, you've, you've done so much. You have you know, such a, a decorated career. Um, what, what kind of attributes would you say uh, makes a person into a successful leader? I think you have to be a good listener and teachable. Uh, I, 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 you have to listen well. Uh, I, I rem, I'm reminded when uh, Ronald Reagan was asked, a, a reporter tried to throw some shade on Reagan one time, and he said, well, Mr. Reagan, what make you such a, um, uh, 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 thank you, a wonderful president. You, I mean, you are, uh, you are just an actor. And Reagan looked at him and didn't blink an eye and said, "Because I hire well." Wow, uh, I, I think that that is that's a fantastic quote. I think we gonna use that when we have to go to a commercial break. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna take a, a commercial break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk to Captain Archibald or some more. So it's your life. I'm James Cooley. This is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching too to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com. Putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, man, this is uh, such a wonderful time, Ray. Uh, we got all of this uh, this uh, leadership and military experience that's been transitioned to uh, our civilian world. I know. I'm, re- I'm reading the resumes, and I'm going to throw mine away. <laughs> like, man, this, this, is, this is impressive and fantastic. And we have, uh, no, we were continuing the conversation with Mr. Archibald, Captain Archibald. And uh, I had a question that I wanted to ask because, um, you know, travel kind of shaped my life and it gave me a different perspective. So I wanted to ask you that same question. How did uh, being able to travel through the military change your perspective from you know, when you first started to, to where you are today? Oh, it, it made a world of a difference because uh, we make decisions by and large on what we're exposed to, what we read, and uh, and what we don't know. So a lot of times we're flying in the blind. What travel allowed uh, this uh, kid from small town Alabama to do is go visit different places, different cultures, uh, expand uh, the opportunities, uh, 
you know, it led me from, I went from a kid who is now is filled to uh, a war college graduate that did my, uh, uh, my thesis on uh, uh, how do you need a whole of government to be able to answer the nation's problems, uh, you know, to, I spent uh, three weeks in uh, Africa uh, learning South Africa, uh, Zambia, and and out in the Congo, uh, just experiencing different cultures and with state department leaders and so forth. Uh, so I, I feel so blessed and so fortunate, uh, just uh, just being able to. And my wife and I, my wife was able to go with me on a lot of these things. Cause, I mean, we got married at at 21 and 22, and. Uh, and so we were able to, first place we went was Keflavik, Iceland, uh, wow. and two of our kids were born there. And so we got an opportunity when, when, when you know, a lot of young couples were arguing about who's going to do the dishes and who was going to, uh, what, what movie you're going to see. We were stuck in, in the cold weather. Well, you, you, you can write a book on that itself. <laughs> you can write a book on that itself, <laughs> on how to stay together. <laughs> Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, it, it's invaluable uh, just to travel. And honestly, that kept me in uh, because at some point you, you figure you can make uh, more money on the outside. And then, uh, you know, you, you don't we don't get paid overtime for being at sea, so it's not like you're getting a whole lot of overtime. Wow. But you do get a chance to visit ports. And, and you know, my family was taking care of my mind. So I didn't, I didn't have any reasons to look for another job. Uh, so I, I never did. It's 37 years and three days later. Well, Arch, you did extremely well. And, you know, I live vicariously through you because you stayed in and I decided to get out. And, you know, I followed you every step of the way and you still my hero. You know, so, uh, uh, hey, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much uh, for being that guide and light and that inspiration as you continue to be that today. Well, you welcome, man, and uh, you're my pace setter. <laughs> I, I think everybody needs a pace setter, and uh, you with that for me, so I really appreciate it. Really, really appreciate that. Speaking of pace setter, we got our next guest. Uh, Ray, I've, I've been knowing this guy for 30 years, and a lot of the things that we have done in the military arts, uh, and this guy, uh, Mr. William Smiley, uh, taking over for each other at duty stations and, and, and this and that. And, and, you know, Smiley is is one of the top, smartest individuals, especially when it comes to IT, cybersecurity, and all that stuff. And he he also managed, at this time, the Navy. He's the Navy lead uh, and the whole Navy for when it comes to, you know, submarines and ships be, being built. They, everything has to go through him. Wow. But leading up to that, he was a military aide. I mean, he had jobs that I only dreamed about, <laughs> Getting, you know. But you know what I tell you, man, I've been friends. We argue all the time. I mean, diligently, not, <laughs> but, uh, but we inspire each other. And I'm going to let Mr. William Smiley come on and tell us a little bit more about him. And let, let's talk to Mr. Smiley for a little bit. Hi. How you doing, uh, Mr. Wanna, Smiley? Hey, how you doing, Ray and and James? Uh want to again echo, appreciate you uh, letting me get on, on the show and talk a little bit about myself. Um, really, I, I'm, I'm just an old, humble kind of guy. Uh, it's with a, you know, I got a little third-grade education, not as smart as uh, J.C. And, and, and others on the phone. <laughs> um, as J.C. mentioned, um, 
him and Arch have been in my life for decades. Um, I relieved Arch. Um, Arch was the first person to tell me when I decided to um, do a cross rate at the officer level that uh, I had got picked up for um, the new community of information professional. Arch was also the person that called me 15 minutes before um, at my desk to let me know I had an interview to become a flag aide. 15 minutes before? <laughs> and he might think I don't remember that. Yeah, so, uh, and I say that with, with, with fun because uh, I was uh, had just got off of three back-to-back 10-month deployments uh, when I got down to Millington and uh, was there for just uh, roughly about three months when I got the call from Arch. Um, and uh, he gave me uh, some good leadership. He, he pretty much said, William, I know you, so you can either go there and tell the admiral you're not going to do it or uh, take the job. So, you know, uh, that's kind of how I got into the, the flag A. And, uh, again, I thank him for that because that was one of uh, my best tours, um, honestly, from the way we as Mustangs, as I call it, would view it. Um, from the outside looking in, you would look at the aid as just being someone's uh, mayor D, for lack of better <laughs> words, carrying uh, computers and, and getting coffee. Um, I can say I got with a, a true uh, gentleman. He was a submariner. Also, he was the superintendent of the Naval Academy before he retired. Uh, a stellar guy, and he sold me on this quick phrase. He said, you're not my aid to get coffee. You're my aid to help me be successful. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. And, um, and I was already over 20 some years when I became his aide. So, you know, it was kind of, we had a good, uh, rapport cause I was a lot older than what he wanted. And, uh, just that phrase, you know, resonates. And like everybody here on the line, we grew up, um, in the military from the enlisted ranks to where we needed to be as officers. Um, and we all kept that one thing in common is that we never forgot where we came from. Right. Right. Those are key things of being uh, a leader and mentor to me, you know, a leader can just be put into a position, right? You can, you can have someone become a vice president and they are now your leader but that leader has to understand that they have to be able to mentor and mold people into wanting to do the job versus being in a job that they hate coming to. Right. So you have to have those skill sets to uh, succeed in this life. Man. So that's a kind of a little bit about me, but I'm ready for any questions that JC might have. <laughs> yeah, I know You know I'm coming you. at you. <laughs> you know, hey, you mentioned uh, uh, some of the things. I'm getting ready to ask you this question, but you answered some. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to build up on those. What are the most important attributes of successful leaders today? And you're one of those. Today, you have to still want to lead and mentor to be successful today is nothing different than when you were in and when we all were growing up, we can't do it by ourselves. Right. So you got to look at your group. And as the warrant said earlier, um, people will work for you as long as they know you are taking care of them. Mm -hmm. Right. As long as you are taking care of your people, giving them the resources that they need to succeed, 
give them guidance, both personal and professional, right? Um, they'll do wonders for you. You won't have to ask them to work long hours when need be um, because they know you have their back. And like I said, for me, Arch and JC had my back in many uh, different times in my career, um, even when I didn't want to do it. But they said that, you know, this would, would put you in a position to, uh, again, get more opportunities. And I was lucky that way. I, I've never had to ask for a job. I always got opportunities to go to a job. That's, those are gems right there. You know, you, that, that kind of information, when you, when you say you didn't have to ask for a job, obviously you were doing something correct, doing something extra special that people saw your potential and wanted to have you on their team. So uh, I salute you for that. That's amazing. He mentioned Mustang, and a lot of people don't know what that means. That means that uh, you started out as an enlisted guy and that uh, you uh, made it through the chain. Uh, I'm talking about the, the hard way, well, <laughs> meaning that right. uh, uh, you came from the bottom and someone saw potential in you that they recommended that you, know, you have officer material. So we want you to apply for these officer programs. Wow. And so uh, that's, that's what Mustangs mean. And uh, we made, and I, I still think we do today, make the best officers. But I tell you what, we're going to have to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we're going to continue to talk with, with Mr. Smiley and bring on our next guest. Uh, it's your life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, we continue to get uh, you know, a wealth of knowledge uh, from uh, these military leaders that have transitioned uh, to the civilian world, and you see what type of qualities that we have. Oh man, I, I feel I feel smarter and, and more accomplished just being on the phone listening to this information. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's fantastic what what you guys uh, do and, and continue to do. And uh, you know, I, I'm just in awe of, of you know each one of you. Um, so so we appreciate it. But I, I mean, I have so many questions. I have so many things I want to ask. But I want to ask Mr. Smiley. Um, you know, what, what you, you've accomplished so much in your in your career and your life. So, what are your goals that you still have that you still want to accomplish? Oh, well, um, I guess there's two things. One is I'm going to make a CD and not go on tour. 
<laughs> I didn't expect to hear that. <laughs> it's gonna be a one and done, and then um, I'm gonna buy me an island and sit back and uh, drink my heroes. <laughs> I like that idea. Sounds good. So, so that's where I'm. I'm gonna be at when I my I end my um, my journey. Wow, that's that's fantastic. Now, you guys have such a great uh, you know, fraternity um, and relationships. How did the, the military build that, you know, within you? Or, or was, what was it that built the actual relationship with you and, and uh, your friends that you still have from, from the military now? Well, I call it life, right? We It's like a season. You have some people that you meet during your tours that you just um, are just there for the moment. And then you wind up finding like-minded people, right? So like the, um, the four of us, I don't know Mr. Mr. Isaac um, and or the warrant personally, but I can say that we come from the same mindset of leading and mentoring and also sharing that knowledge with others. Because one of the, the biggest caveats to a true leader and mentor is seeing the success of others that they have trained throughout the years, uh-huh. right? You, you you cannot gauge that. That's something that you just look back, and when a person calls you, uh, with, with, um, and I say with everybody here, I know we've all got calls where when we were actually training people to do something, they were argumentative, they were grumbling, they were saying, we don't know what you are trying to have us do. But we kept on them, and we saw that that gem, that potential. Wow. They go to the next command. They turn around. They pick up the phone and call one of us and say, "You know what? I got it. The light bulb has come on. I'm more advanced here than most of my counterparts because you took that time to invest in me to make me better by always setting the bar right. Right. Part of the success that everybody here has had." is the bar in your life moves all the time. It's dynamic. So like Ray right now, you guys are doing a podcast. Well, you made that success. Your bar and JT's bar has now moving up to do something else. You're you absolutely right. That bar is going to continue to grow because we set goals. And once we complete those goals, uh, we have to look out and reach for other goals. So we have to continue to reach high, reach high, and continue to uh, uh, try to get as high as you can. So uh, uh, w- with that being said, I want to introduce our next guest. Wow. You know, his name is Mr. Isaac Ford, Jr. But, you know, he was uh, in the Marine Corps, spent over 25 years in the Marine Corps, uh, E-9, we, we call him Master Gunnery Sergeant. Uh, I mean, that means he did it. I mean, he was born in Washington, D.C. Oh, grew- you see, I know I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Hometown. He, he grew up in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, this guy is doing a whole lot of things, I mean, including teaching. Uh, he just wrote a book that I tell you that I couldn't put down. It's, it's called Up From the Bottom. It's a memoir. And, you know, I, I'm just so happy that uh, I can call him friend, and I look forward to working with this guy because he's doing some great things. And, um, and, and most importantly, he's a man of God, and that's important to me. So without any further, I want to bring on Mr. Isaac Ford, Jr. How you doing, sir? 
I'm, I'm fine, James and Ray. Thank you for for having me, and thank you uh, for your service for all those uh, on the on the panel today. Absolutely, it's it's all it's always great to talk to talk to a fellow DMV uh, <laughs> person. So, uh, my, and a lot of my family is from uh, from uh, Wilkes County, Georgia, too. So we we got a lot in common. Wonderful, on wonderful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have family in DC and Georgia too. All right, I like that. Beautiful, beautiful. So thank you for being on. Um, you know, today's show is talking about, you know, using your military experience and, and transitioning in, into a civilian career. So I want to start with that with that same similar question is, you know, from your accomplished military career, how did that get you set to go into the next phase of your life? Well, I think uh, to sum it up, Ray, thank you for your question. Um, I, I, I think that uh, the best way to sum up leadership is selflessness and the ability to build trust in relationships with people. If you can do that, you demonstrate that people will follow you anywhere and they'll do anything for you. Um, and so that's something that I use as I prepare to transition into the civilian workforce. Another thing I, I tell young people as they're going in is to prepare every day that you're in to stay in for 30 and also prepare to be out in the next six months. Wow. And that means education, like has been uh, said earlier by, by the other guests. Uh, but also, uh, one of the things that we do really well as military people, we network with other veterans mm. and military and uh, veteran-affiliated our community. But we also need to network outside the gate of the base. And by doing that, we're positioned to, to be able to become, along the way, uh, as, as we... Um, become culturally competent as we go into the military, we have to make sure we're culturally competent as we exit the military. And by doing that, um, we won't have limits, uh, especially when talking to enlisted uh, military people. Sometimes they um, think about in terms of the rank that they have, they think about the level that they ascended to um, and limit themselves somewhat. But I tell people, as you're going in and serving as you're about to get out, Dream big. Dream so big that your dreams scare you a little bit. Mm. And so if you network with people from a cross-section, I use my example. Uh, my first job out of the Marine Corps was at USC. And that's because I met uh, Jose Cole, which was a, a former Marine. He got out yeah, the rank of sergeant, went through associates through PhD. This guy's a dean of a major school right now, social work. And so I found, I, I, I saw people that were, that had transitioned and people that were successful in the civilian sector looked at the areas that they were working in and, and asked them to, to mentor me. And so I think that's so important for us to have mentors both in uniform and then outside. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, we're, we're, we're hearing some themes here about having mentorship and being coachable, being a, to, that, to help you become a leader. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you also about, about your book, um, uh, Up From the Bottom, um, when did you start writing that? And, and tell us a little bit about you know what your book is about. Well, thank you, Ray. The, the book, Up From the Bottom, has probably been in, in me for over 20 years. I was born in D.C., grew up in Augusta, Georgia. And there were some very positive things in my life. My family, extended family, uh, didn't know I was poor until I was 15, 16 years old. Mm. So very good things. And also we lived in the projects. So bad to in the house while we are in the house. And with a lot of families, we, um, mental health, uh, is, is one of the things that a lot of people are challenged with. And um, at some point, my mother 
she was challenged with uh, depression, drinking, and tragically, she almost my life when I was 13 years old. So, but for the grace of God, they go, I, I'm not supposed to be here. And uh, with faith and with positive people that God put in my path, um, um, not just resilience in me, I've been able to do well. And so I had a faithful uh, uh, encounter in 2018 in an elevator in San Diego at a conference. And I spoke to these two ladies, and um, one of the ladies ended up being my CPS caseworker from 41 years ago. Wow. Last time I spoke to her, I was 13. I was in ICU at Augusta, in, in the University Hospital in Augusta, Georgia. So that was my cathartic moment. So at that point, I put pen to paper, and my goal of this book was to let people know that no matter where you start in life, no matter what happens to you, with faith, hard work, and with surrounding yourself with positive people and energy, you can still write your own own narrative and live life to the fullest until the music stops. Hey, Isaac. Uh, so that's what this book is about. Amazing. Uh, can you tell them a little bit, but I, I know that uh, you're teaching your book. Um, you come in and do that at USC. And uh, I mean, so, very, very powerful so Dr. book. Dr. King Finney, uh, a professor at the USC Suzanne DeVore Peck School of Social Work. She read the first three chapters of my book. She's one of the reviewers. And she said, Isaac, we have to use this as a case study for resilience and overcoming odds. And of course, I was, I was blown away by that. So for this past year, I've been blessed to be able to be a guest lecturer. And I go and engage students that buy the book, they read the book, and they engage me on every aspect, every world, anything from me to Z. And afterwards, they write a paper. And so they do a case study on my life in hopes of helping them to be able to help other people that they want to encounter as therapists that have overcome odds adversity. There's a lot of statistics out there that speak to what what's supposed to happen to those that have been traumatized and in a whole lot of things. And so that's the, that that's the, the the reason why uh, she chose my book, and I'm blessed uh, to have had the opportunity. And uh, it's a phenomenal students, phenomenal university. And uh, hopefully, by sharing my story, will help them to help someone else that was in my situation or in other situations. Wow. You know what, Isaac? You, you're doing a lot of great things out there. Actually, each and every last one of our guests are, are doing are wonderful things and, you know, making a positive impact on our society and on the world. And I tell you, we really appreciate all that you all are doing uh, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to come on the show, um, and uh, we we certainly got to have a do over with, oh, with, yeah, with this group yeah, right yeah, here. I, we we, we got to bring them back. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm just so honored. I thank you all of you guys for your for your service. I thank you for being on here, sharing your knowledge and your information, and sharing your life. And uh, uh, you know, it's it's just in, incredible to have you know you guys uh, here in this space and uh, no, I think we're all better for it. We're all better for it, but you know, we have came down to, well, we have to say goodbye right now, but we had such a wonderful time. Uh, you know, I look forward to seeing everybody next week on It's Your Life. Yes, sir. So <laughs> it's, it's gonna, yeah. We'll be back next we, week. We'll be back next week, but I want a uh, special thanks to Captain Archibald, uh, Warrant Officer uh, Steve Hansen, uh, Commander Smiley, and uh, Master Gunner uh, Isaac Ford. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you.
It's your life. I'm James Cooley. This is Ray Leonard Jr. All right, guys. Join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life, where you'll learn how to dream big, think big, and be big. For more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow.